Welcome everybody to episode 3 of Sports Town. As you can tell, you can see me now. I have my YouTube channel started up. I'm recording my episode 3. If you're listening in podcast form and you want to start listening in YouTube form, the link will be in my Twitter or on my Instagram. Um, if you want to keep listening in podcast form, I still appreciate that as well. Anchor and Spotify both carry my podcast. Sports Town, if you type it in um, Spotify, just go to search all podcasts and I'll be the one with the football logo. That logo is changing here soon. I'm having one of my friends design me a new logo, so when that comes out, you'll see it on my Twitter and on my Instagram. But like I said, video content is starting now. Episode 3, um, I'm bringing in a varsity senior baseball player at the high school I attended, Vandalia Butler High School. We're going to talk a little bit about the recruitment process into college with him, and then we're also going to talk about Joe Burrow, because he is a Bengals fan. Um and the impact Joe Burrow is going to have for the Bengals, how he's going to um, affect the Bengals team, the morale of the team, and just the overall excitement the fan base does have for Joe Burrow. Um, I would like to open it up for questions for him to ask me any sports topic that he can think of. I was going to do that with my first caller, Ryan, but I forgot, ran out of time, whatever you want to say. I just kind of slipped my mind at the very end. But um, yeah, let's get to our first or our second caller of Sports Town. All right, welcome back to episode three. I have my second caller ever. I have Cameron Miller on the line. How are we doing, Cameron? Good, how are you? Good, living the dream. So I brought you on to um, ask you a couple questions. We're going to talk a little bit about recruiting since you are going to play college baseball, and then we're going to talk a little bit about you know the Bengals, Joe Burrow, and what they should do with that first pick. Sound good? Sounds good. So uh, let everybody know where you're going to go play college ball at. I'm going to Ashland University. And what uh, positions are you going to try and play there? I'm going to the two-way, so I'll be outfield and left-hand pitcher. Perfect. So the process of recruiting is different for everybody, no matter the if you're playing the same sport, you're playing the same position, even if you're from the same school. What was your process like and what stood out the most to you? Honestly, my process is a long one, man. Like I started off, I was a late bloomer, so... I didn't grow into my my body and how good I could be until my junior year, so I wasn't really getting the looks early. I was just I started off with uh, my offers at about the end of my junior summer or my summer going into senior year. So it was a long, kind of like stressful process for me. I'm not gonna lie. So I under um, I know that. The process is a crazy one. My older brother went through his own process where it was many nights of, of talking to different coaches and emailing with different coaches. And yeah. What was the most stressful part? Was it trying to communicate with coaches to set up dates, or was it just the part of recruitment in a whole? Recruitment in a whole was stressful because you had to make sure you're sending the emails, making sure you were answering the right calls, calling the right people, and then just trying to get that offer from the schools you like. Yeah, the, getting the first offer is always big. Um, what oh, yeah. I what I noticed was if you can get one offer from one school, you you're almost yeah. able to almost market yourself as someone that can be taken off the market almost immediately, which then makes other coaches want you because when you're a product that right. someone wants, if you're going quick, they're going to want to buy you. But in the case of right. being you, they'd be want, wanting to recruit you. Now, picking right. a, I, go for it. I was gonna say I started off with about nothing, and then once I got my first, they all started rolling in. Like the same conferences we call. So, like say I got an offer from 
the GLIAC, which is where I'm going, then, like, those coaches would start calling you. So it's like they see who the other schools in the conference like, and then they go for them. Right, it, which could be comparable to if you're if you're looking at like clothing brands. If Nike drops a sweatshirt with a zip off hood and everybody buys it, then Adidas is going to do the same thing. So that's right. that's kind of like what you're getting at is when when one conference offers you, they're not going to want to get beat by you, so they're going to want to come out and get you. Right. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Once I got that first one, just how many came after that. Yeah, just getting over the hump is is a big step for sure. So. Yeah. You're pretty academically sound as a student, and yes. did that play a role in the school that you went to, was, was how good their academics were, and if they had your major that you were trying to go into, or was it all just kind of like, I want to play baseball? Baseball was, all, was a big part of it. Like, I wanted to go to a school where I was going to play, I was going to get to play where I want, and I want to win games. Like, I'm, we go to Bowler, we have a good baseball team, so... I'm just used to winning games. I feel like if I wasn't, I wouldn't be happy. So that was a big thing I was looking for. And um, the academics was also important because I'm not into, like, the business or anything. I'm going to be an exercise science major. So I was looking for something bio-related, and they have a good program that gets a lot of people going into good uh, graduate schools. So that was a big part of it for sure. Yeah, academics is a big thing because what people need to understand is is if you get recruited in on an athletic scholarship, that's not all the money you can get because if you are academically right. sounded, you can get more money and almost get a full ride through academics and athletics. Right. I got, I think, for my merit-based scholarship, I got around $12,000 a year just for academics, so that was big. Yeah, that definitely saves the bank account a little stress when when you're getting that much, um, you know, aid and whatever for school. What's right. the most exciting thing going into your senior year of high school? We're gonna drop college for a second. Going into your senior year of high school, what's the most exciting thing for you? Well, last year we had a really good team. For me, baseball has been uh, the thing that I'm most excited for senior year because. We have a lot of returning players, a lot of college players, so we're going to be good, man. I can't wait for that. Yeah, it was exciting watching you guys play last year. You ran the G-Walk North um, undefeated, won it, um, yep. made a good run in the tournament. Um, just the one game, it, it kind of hurts to think about. Uh, I can remember yep. a lot of that game pretty vividly, but this year, uh, like you said, your team looks pretty good. you got a couple guys on that team going to the other colleges, and four or five um other guys getting looked at, so I think you guys are going to have a pretty good senior year. Yeah, for sure. So, now, every kid's dream is is to play their sport in a professional level. My dream when I was younger was, when am I going to play Major League Baseball? When am I going to switch to a wood bat? I, I When I was like eight or nine, <laughs> I always wanted to use a wood bat. There's kids out there that are going to listen to this show. There's kids out there that, you know, they're going to see you playing, and they're going to they're going to look up to you, even though you're still in high school. They're still going to look up to you. So if, if one of those kids was to come up to you and ask you, literally give them some words of advice, two to three sentences, what would you tell them? I would tell them hard work can literally get you anywhere. Like, I came in, sorry, two to three sentences. If you're going to work hard, then you're going to be better than other people, I think. That whole phrase, uh, 
hard work beats talent and talent fails to work hard or something like that, that's very true from what I've seen. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I've seen many, many people that are very talented in what they do just kind of sit back and ride their talent, and then they they kind of fall off. And then there's guys like you. There's a couple guys on the team I see that are every day at practice. They're staying after. They're taking extra tee work. Just working extra shouldn't be something that is is new to people that want to go to the next level. Would, Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. It's it's kind of like whenever you want to get something done, if if you only give yourself four hours to do a six-hour task, you're never going to complete it in the right amount of – like you'll complete it in four hours, but it won't be done to the low if you give yourself eight hours. So always over-prepare yourself because even if you're not going to be able to use what you've prepared for, you're still going to have it in your arsenal. Yeah, for sure. So like if, if you're preparing to be a two-way player – and then they, you know, you get another offer to a different school or something happens where they want you strictly at a different position. At least you have that other thing to fall back on at one point. Not saying that's what's going to happen to you, but just for other kids right. out there that want to specialize in everything. If if one thing doesn't go your way, keep working at it and have it in your arsenal. Yeah, for sure. So, like I uh, said earlier, recruitment was going to be our first topic. I want to let you ask me any question. And that's part of any sport that you can think of. It can be football, baseball, basketball, anything you want. I wanted to have uh, Ryan, my first caller, do it. I forgot, so I'm not going to forget this time. If you have any question, hot take, anything you want to hear from me, let me know. Uh, I put you on the spot, I know. <laughs> well, what do you think of this whole Kobe Bryant? Wow, yeah. Um, I I can tell you, that's probably very, something I won't forget. I was yeah. yeah, I was sitting at work um and I uh got a text and and it said check Twitter. So that's never a good thing. Um right. and I opened it up and it um it said Kobe Kobe had died in a helicopter crash and talking about it I've I've never really talked about it to anybody. This is the first time I'm really saying anything. He was the yeah. first professional jersey I had. He was the one wow. guy in basketball that I looked up to. I didn't play basketball but for like two years, but I watched basketball, and Kobe yeah. was the guy. It's it's yeah. weird. I'm going to – thinking about it now, I'm probably going to grab his jersey that I have if I can find it and you know, kind of hang it up in, in the back of my studio because now i got video going for this, so it will be just kind of hanging back there. But, wow, that's, yeah. that's kind of the first time I've talked about it. That kind of hits home. I know, man. Like, I was – I was at work too, and uh, me and my buddy, we were in, we were moving a car, and so I looked at my phone, it was the first time I got the chance to do it, and I opened Twitter, and I saw that, and I was like, nah, that's a joke, like, he's like, oh no, that's not real, like, we didn't believe it for a second, so then, maybe 30 minutes later, I look, and ESPN tweets it, and I'm like, oh, like, it's real, and I don't know, it's definitely heart-wrenching. Yeah, the first time I seen it, me and uh, one of my buddies from work were uh, just kind of standing by the TV, just wanting to not see it come up on ESPN because we knew if it came up on ESPN, then it was legit. Because we'd seen it on TMZ. Yeah, we see it on TMZ, and TMZs. I'm not saying they're not credible, but sometimes they blow things out of yeah, they blow things out of proportion. So we were just waiting on ESPN to drop that breaking news, and then they did, and. Man, that's a uh, yeah. lost a good one. 
Because Way too got... soon. I mean, just the, the, the thing of it is, is he did more off the court than people will realize. Like, what he's doing with his daughters, you know, teaching yeah. them how to play basketball, running a, a team for his daughters and all of, you know, the people that want to become good at basketball, just mentoring all these NBA players. Like, not letting people fail is one thing he'll be remembered for. If you can watch right. any interviews on ESPN of any of these NBA players, they'll tell you he would not let you fail. He he would find what you wanted to do and then make you work harder to get there. If you think you're doing 110%, to him you're only doing 80 and you got to give 110 out of that 80. Um, yeah. He was just a great individual that, um, yeah, he was just gone too soon. For sure. I was, yeah, still hard to believe. It, it really is. I don't know when it'll set in, but it, it hasn't set in, but... No. Well, let's jump topics and get to a more lighter subject. Um, yeah. Bengals fan. I know you're a Bengals fan. I'm a Bengals fan. I'm excited for Joe Burrow. Initial thoughts on Joe excited. Burrow coming out. Oh, uh, well, I didn't know much about him. I just, like, I heard about the hype, and then I never watched a game until the, uh, who did they play? Who did they play? Oklahoma. I watched the Oklahoma game. And at that moment, I was like, I cannot wait to get him. Like, ever since then, I, he's just so good. Everything about what he does is good. Well, he threw for 500 yards and eight, and threw for seven touchdowns against Oklahoma. Is this something you won't see for a long time in the playoffs? Oh, no. Like, I was so, I was so excited after that game. And he really kind of came out of nowhere, if you think about it. At the beginning of the yeah. season, the number one pick was, like, going to be Tua. Is Tua if if Tua remains healthy the entire year and they go on to win the national championship? Do you think even if Joe Burrow has the same exact season minus the playoff games, Joe Burrow throws for fifty touchdowns still? Do you think he has any shot at being number one, or would it it would still be Tua, wouldn't it? I don't know, man. I mean, if he doesn't have those playoff games, I guess he doesn't really get to show the whole country like what he can do. But. I feel like if those uh, GMs are watching, they're going to see how good he is and maybe still pick him at one. Yeah, I, I think he deserves to be number one at this that state. And I think even if he missed the playoffs for whatever reason, if they lost to Alabama and then lost to Georgia or however that would have worked out, I think they, he still could have been the number one pick. He's just He's that good of a ball player. Yeah. Now, no rookie quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl. Only two have ever taken their team to the playoffs. Mark Sanchez, which it, it's kind of like, really, Mark Sanchez did it, and then Joe Flacco was, did it. I was at that game. I was at the game Mark Sanchez took to get. Really? He beat the Bengals. Yep. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah, Mark Sanchez was one of the first rookies, and then Joe Flacco did it. But none have ever won a Super Bowl, and I don't think it's such a hot take to think Joe Burrow can take them to the playoffs. Oh, no. I, I'll tell you what, after this season, if they go above 500, I'm going to be happy. Like, they just need to make the right steps in the right direction. Because they are in a rebuild, but I just love the idea of them getting Burrow and building around here. Because that could be a really good thing they got going on. Well, and I don't even think it would be too crazy to think 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six wins the AFC North next year. It, yeah, I don't either. People, people probably are saying, well, the, the Ravens are going 14-2 and two again. If you can figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson, 
Look at what the Titans did. They beat right. the Ravens. So now there's film on how to stop Lamar. I don't think they win 14 games next year, and I think 9-7 and seven could get it done. Oh, 100%. Is there any thought in your mind that the Bengals should trade away the first pick? No, never. If, when I see those, uh, when I see those people like making the mock trades or whatever for that, it just makes me mad because like if we ever did that, I would, oh, I'd lose it. The Dolphins offer you five first-round picks for the next five drafts. You're the Bengals GM. You get five first-round picks and five second-round picks for the number one pick this year. Are you getting the number one pick away for ten picks in the next five years? I don't think so. You think Joe Burrow's I, I that good? Gonna, you know, I mean, the hype around him is insane, and it's got like this is the first time I've seen hope in a Bang- Bengals fans in a long time. Yeah, I I have to agree with you there. This is the first time, probably. Well, before before we can remember when Carson Palmer was coming in, was probably some hype right. for the Bengals fans. But obviously, we're too young to remember that. Um, I think I think. I don't know. I think five firsts and five seconds might be enough to get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It depends on where the Dolphins finish because if they if they go out and finish twenty second in the or if they go finish whether that be tenth, they make the playoffs next year. Then the first and second round picks are just going to be, you know, kind of bummy. But I don't know. That's interesting yeah. to think about how big of a trade that could be. And. Yeah, for the most part of the season, Chase Young was looking to be number one, and then Joe Burrow kind of creeped in and, and took him over. Any thoughts on taking yeah, Chase so. Young? Um, at first, that's who I wanted. Like, I was like, ah, oh, we can go with Andy Dalton, like someone else, and get Chase Young, but I don't see it happening anymore. Because, I mean, our, I don't know, our D-line's getting old, but with Dunlap and Atkins. Yeah, but if but they can I just give us go two good seasons... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. If they can get through two good seasons, um, I think that'll help. Plus, when they you know they retire, they give free agency or whatever happens, they'll open up a little room and we'll be able to sign somebody. But yeah, a couple of the mock drafts I've seen is is the Bengals going quarterback one, and then the second round DN, third round tackle, fourth round um, guard, and then fifth, sixth, and seventh are all de- defensive players, linebackers, and tackles. Which I yeah. wouldn't be opposed to just drafting a quarterback and then an entire offensive and defensive line. I think that'd be yeah. very I mean, helpful. That definitely would be helpful. I do think we need uh, a solid linebacker, though. Yep, linebacker core's a little weak. Yeah. And then AJ Green is is obviously going to be in the news come training camp time, come post Super Bowl time pre-draft right. whenever, um, you know, he decides to either re-sign or, or walk. If if yeah. he gets franchise tagged, you don't, I don't think he'll play. So then that puts the Bengals' hands kind of tied because if they get Joe Burrow, I think A.J. will, will want to play with them because he's got a quarterback that has proven himself to be able to avoid the rush and, you know, throw the deep ball. How many years would you be willing to give A.J. Green to come back? Oh uh, no! How when did he come in? Like what season? How old is he? He's thirty-one, I believe. 31. I would give I give him four or five years. You give him till he's thirty-five. Yeah, but I mean, then again, these receivers 
seem to be retiring earlier and earlier. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a tough sport. Everybody's hard hitting now. I think. Because yeah. I don't think AJ comes back for two years. Um, and he's not going to play under the tag. He's just going to do what Le'Veon did and sit. Um, yeah. It's just five years. Is, is how much are you going to give him for those five years is the question on how much you're willing to give up. At the end of the day, you might even you might even you know sign and trade him after a season if if him and Joe Burrow don't yeah. work out well, trade him and get a get you know get a second round pick, or you know get get a young receiver, get somebody for him. Yeah, I mean I think even now our receivers are good. Like we on tape, I think he's going to be really good. He's like a young AJ Green. Um, Tyler Boyd is one of the. I think he's amazing. Like the things he did last year with. Uh, Ryan Finley and Eddie Dalton, he's going to be good. Yeah, Tyler Boyd is definitely uh, up and coming. Yeah. And then if we get Eifert back into the scheme a little more, because when he was good, he was really good. Like, I love Tyler Eifert when we were using him. And in the red zone, he'd be a touchdown almost every time, I feel like. Yeah, his red zone efficiency is used to be really, really good. And even just his pass-catching ability was really good. If they can, because yeah. this year they really only used him in the red zone. If they can move him, like to play as many snaps as AJ Green does, and you know catch little five yard, ten yard out routes, you know down at the twenty five, moving the ball, trying to break it across the fifty, I think that'd be very effective. Um, yeah, for sure. The last thing the Bengals need to do is draft a tight end, though. Wouldn't you agree? Oh no, yeah. Because I mean, Eifert's good. I like Ozama, and then Sample didn't even play. Was he hurt? I I don't know. I just think uh, it was a bad pick. I think it was a really bad yeah, pick. Yeah, I, I agree. They don't need any more tight ends, just like they need a hole in uh, their head. I mean, the tight yeah. end position's full. The receiver position's full. Even if they don't bring back AJ, they don't need to go out and get another receiver. That just seems like a Bengals thing to do is is take your second round pick and take the best available receiver and let the best tight end yeah, or best not tight end tackle walk. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think if we just get, I think our receiving core as it is right now is pretty solid. I I, I would agree. AJ, and if he can play, that'd be even better. But yeah, that's the big thing is, is like can he need. play? Yeah. And the thing of it is, is people want to look at what happens if AJ did play this year. The Bengals probably don't win two games. They probably win six, and then. At that point, you're you know you're drafting the best available linebacker. You're not getting Joe Burrow. So, in the long run, Bengals fans are probably upset. Or in the short game, Bengals fans are upset. AJ didn't play, but they weren't making the playoffs this year. So, getting the first pick was probably the best thing that could have happened to the Bengals. Yeah, I agree. So that's frustrating at first, but then when you got that first pick, it's nice. Yeah, I agree. Going through the first couple games, I was still optimistic. Um, you know, okay, well, they're 0-2. They played well against Seattle, you know, and then, yeah, they laid a goose yeah. egg. But I don't know. I think I think next season's looking up. Obviously, we got a lot to lot to get through. We got the Super Bowl, the draft, um, free agency, all that stuff. Um, speaking of the Super Bowl, I did it with Ryan. I'm going to do it with you. Super Bowl pick, score, and MVP, and why? All right. Um... Chiefs, 35-28, okay. Patrick Mahomes, MVP. 
And I think their offense, especially the past two games I've been watching, is insane. I, I would so agree. Now, um, I haven't I haven't given my Super Bowl pick yet. Obviously, um, I'm gonna do a whole episode of that next week. But the offense on both sides is so like so dominant right now that I think this game could get up into the 70s for for not each team but for total score. Yeah, for total. Yeah, I can see that. Now, but I also don't think like that Moster with Raheem Moster. Yep. I don't think he could have another game like that. Like, nope. He hasn't done that before. So, well, I don't see him doing that again. That's why I picked the Chiefs. Well, and, and he's no Derrick Henry, and, and the Chiefs just treated Derrick Henry like he was some five foot two, 100-pound running back. They didn't let him do anything. Right. Now, so you picked Mahomes to be your MVP. Any yep. chance the Chiefs win this Super Bowl, scoring five touchdowns, and he's not the MVP? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I think if they're scoring five touchdowns, he's a big reason for it. Yep, maybe I'd have Kelsey, to agree. Maybe Kelsey, but I don't see it. I don't know. I think Kelsey would have to catch three touchdowns because if Mahomes throws four and Kelsey catches two, it's kind of like, well, Mahomes did, you know, what Mahomes does. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um. The Super Bowl should be should be fun. I'm I'm really yeah, excited. I'm, I'm definitely I'm not rooting for any team. I'm rooting for points. Um, I'd like to see <laughs> I'd like to see seventy points thrown up there. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I like high scoring games. Yeah, a lot better than when the Rams um, played the Patriots, and it was like yeah, that was a boring one. Yeah, that, that yeah, that one was uh, not enjoyable. Well, that's all I got for you. Anything you got that you want to say to anybody, or any other questions you got for me? Um, now's your time. Well, I just say to anyone who does want to play college sports, it's the recruiting process is long and tough, but like once you post that Twitter post and you actually going somewhere, it feels good. Like it feels like all that hard work actually paid off. So I'm excited to get there. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Um, you know, we we played ball together a long time ago on the Christie's yeah. Rec team. Um, that was always fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to, you know, watch you play this year and, and see what happens with you. I really appreciate you spending, you know, spending your Sunday night with me, talking a little bit of sports and whatnot. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. Like I said, always an open invite. If you ever have anything else you want to talk about, just, you know, give me a call. All right, sounds good, man. All righty. I appreciate you I coming appreciate on. appreciate you having me. Not yeah. a problem. All righty. Have a good one. All right, see you later, brother. Yep. So that was uh, Cameron Miller. That just called in. Um, no, I introduced him or whatever. He is uh, one of the most genuine guys you'll ever meet. Um, he's a phenomenal ball player. He works harder than anybody I've ever seen. Um, like I mentioned at the end of our call, we played ball together when we were really young. We played coach pitch together, t-ball, whatever. He's an all-in-all great dude. Um he he will never tell you how hard he works because that's not who he is. He is going to put his nose down, and he's just going to go take 100 extra swings off the tee. He's going to stretch with the bands just a little bit longer. He's going to throw one extra pitch. He's going to do one more workout to strengthen his legs. He's going to do one more workout 
to get his velocity up on his bat. He's going to do one more workout to get his velocity, the velocity of his pitching up. Like I said, he's not going to tell you how hard he works because at the end of the day, it's going to show itself on the field. And that's just that's I mean, he's a he's a special human being for being his age, 18 years old. Um, you know, Ashland University, they got a great one. I would be ecstatic if I was their coach. Um, you know, coaching at on the Butler staff, I'm, you know, it's his last year, so he's gonna have a great year. He's got so many records at Butler that he's gonna set, um, and that he's gonna break this year. He's, uh, you know, he's just a really good person, a really good friend. Um, and you know, Cam, when you listen to this, um, obviously you didn't hear this over the phone, but I really appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, I'm really excited to see what happens with you. And you know, like I said, just all around, Cam is a, a great person, great ball player. Really excited for him. If you have any interest in baseball whatsoever, you know, give him a follow on Twitter, and and you'll see all the great things he does. Uh, yeah, he's gonna be good. He's going to be real good one day. I thank all of you, again, for tuning in. Episode 3, Sports Town. I had a lot of fun. Um, Wanted to give you guys a little bit of feedback. I've gotten 33 listens on my first two episodes combined, which is amazing. More than I've ever thought. The support I've received is incredible. The amount of, of Twitter DMs, Instagram DMs, text snapchats i've gotten from people even people coming up to me in person when they see me saying really great episode you know can i come on of course that is, i i have an invite for anybody that's listening anybody that likes sports if you know someone that doesn't like sports and they don't they don't want to listen to me but they want to come talk to somebody that wants to talk sports i'll i'll do it i'm I'm going to base this podcast and this YouTube series off interacting with other people and getting to know more people, making better connections with other people. So if we barely know each other or you don't know me at all, shoot me a DM. Tell me you want to come on. I'll set up a time. I'll set up a date. We'll record. Talk about whatever you want. If I have a topic and you want to know what, what you know, if, if you don't have anything you want to talk about, but you just want to talk, I got plenty of topics. Like I said, open invite for anybody. Um... Don't feel like you have to know sports to come on here. We can talk about whatever sports-related thing you want. Even if you know a little bit about baseball, but you don't know a lot and you want to be taught, we'll talk about it. Um, Like I said, I appreciate every single one of you out there. Um, I appreciate every single one of you retweeting my tweets and and posting me on your um, stories and whatever, saying go check me out. It it really helps. you know, if you if you want to keep doing that, I would really appreciate it. But thank you all for listening. This was Sports Town, Episode Three. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant.